بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا دعيان الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدع وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my dear respected elders brothers sisters we are on the subject of the rights of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on us as i remind myself and you the problem or the thing about rights is that they must be fulfilled and if they are not fulfilled then the person is culpable is punishable before allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we ask allah to save us from his punishment allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we are talking today i will talk to you about the right of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for shukr for thankfulness for gratitude on our on our part to be thankful and grateful to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began his kalam with his name bismillahir rahmanir rahim and then taught us the most important thing that all praise and thanks belongs only to him jalla jalalu and he said alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin all praise and thanks be to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the rabb of the alamin the creator the sustainer the maintainer the protector of all creation allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered us to be thankful to him and never to be ungrateful he said fadkuruni azkurkum washkuruli wala takfurun allah said which means therefore remember me and i will remember you and be grateful to me and never be ungrateful to me we thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu for iman for knowledge for ilm for guidance for hidayah to remember him and to worship him and above all for the chance to make tauba and istighfar and return to him can we try to feel the power and glory of this ayah fadkuruni azkurkum you remember me i will remember you can we try to feel the power and glory of being remembered by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being mentioned by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on his arsh what does it feel imagine we are here on this farsh on the surface of the earth remembering allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he said this is not poetry this is not somebody's imagination allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said fadkuruni azkurkum he said that he on his arsh mentions us to those around him do we feel that do we have any sense of understanding of that the purpose of the quran 
is not simply to read it. The purpose of the Quran is to take this one ayah for example and sit with it and reflect on it and try to feel it and ask Allah Jalla Jalaluhu and make dua and say, Ya Allah put this in my heart. I cannot feel unless you give it to me. So give it to me. You said this. Your kalam is haq. Make it haq for me. Let me quote from a very interesting study that was conducted in the University of California, Berkeley, among people with depression, on the effect of expressing gratitude in our current context of people struggling with mental illness of many types. This study is not only interesting but very helpful and hopefully practicable and applicable. In the text of this khutbah which you will get with the recording, I have given you the link to the study and you can read the whole thing. I am quoting from it selectively. They say, we set out to address these questions, questions of depression, in a recent research study involving nearly 300 adults, mostly college students who were seeking mental health counseling at a university. We randomly assigned our study participants into three groups. Although all three groups received counseling services, the first group was also instructed to write one letter of gratitude to another person each week for three weeks. So only three letters. The second group was asked to write the opposite, write about their deepest thoughts and feelings about some negative experience. So again three letters. And the third group did not do any writing activity at all. What did we find? Compared with participants who wrote about negative experiences or only received counseling. So these are the two control groups, the counseling group and the one who wrote about negative experiences. Those who wrote gratitude letters reported significantly better mental health four weeks and 12 weeks after the finishing of this experiment, after it ended. And so this suggests that gratitude writing can be beneficial not just for healthy and well-adjusted individuals, but also for those who struggle with mental health concerns. In fact, it seems practicing gratitude on top of receiving psychological counseling carries greater benefits than counseling alone, even if that gratitude practice is brief. And that's not all. When we dug deeper into our results, we found indications of how gratitude might actually work on our minds and bodies. And they have given a description of actually doing MRI scans while people were giving charity. So it's a detailed study, so I, I mean, I don't have time to read all that here, but do study it. I continue to quote, and they say about three months after the psychotherapy sessions began, we took some of the people who wrote gratitude letters and compared them with those who did not do any writing. And these results are very encouraging because many other studies suggest that mental health benefits of positive activities often decrease rather than increase over time afterwards. But in this case, they increased and they continued for 12 weeks after the study finished. And of course, we don't know after that what happened. My brothers and sisters, I want you to think of all those people who you benefit from. Listen carefully. I want you to think of all those people you benefit from, but have not thanked. I'm talking about expressing your thanks. 
actually saying to them, Jazakallahu khairan, thank you very much. Maybe giving them a gift or something to express your gratitude. My question to myself and you is, did you do this at all? And if you did it, when was the last time you did that? Did you do it recently? Did you do it today? Yesterday? Last week? Last month? Last year? Last lifetime? When? And the reason I am reminding myself and you to thank those who contribute to our daily well-being without which we would be very unhappy because most of us take these contributions for granted. عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يشكر الله من لا يشكر الناس Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu narrated that Rasulullah said, Whoever does not thank people has not thanked Allah. And this is in Sunan Abi Dawud. For those who may say, Why do I need to express my thanks? They know it. Let me remind you about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Ibrahim, وَإِذْ تَأَذَّنَ رَبُّكُمْ لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ وَلَإِن كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّا أَذَابِ لَشَدِيدٌ Allah said, which means, and remember when your Rabb proclaimed, if you give thanks, if you express thanks to Allah, I will increase my blessings. But if you are thankless, verily my punishment is severe. So when we feel about somebody, does he not know, does she not know? The question to ask is, does Allah not know? Allah knows what's in our hearts. So why is Allah saying, express your thanks? Otherwise, and that's because expressing gratitude is not about the benefactor, it is about the beneficiary, that is us. It is our duty to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thank those through whom we receive Allah Jalla Jalaluhu's blessings. How do we thank Allah? What's the way? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us. He said in Surah Al-Sabah, Allah said, Work you, O family of Da'ud with thanks, but few of my slaves are grateful. To thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to use his blessings in the way he commanded us to use them, to please him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us life, Islam, he gave us guidance in the form of the Quran and the blessing of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in his life and his sunnah for us to follow. If we'd had the whole world and all that it contains but no Islam, what would we have when we left this world? As one of the Salafu Salihin said, if you have the whole world and all that it contains but you do not have Allah, then what do you have? And he said, if you lose everything you have, but you do not lose Allah, then what have you lost? To give you an idea, in more uh, present day terms, Tesla's revenue in 2007 was $73,000 for the whole year, 2007. In 2022, Tesla's revenue is $73,000 every 28 seconds. 
Now that's not the whole world and all it contains, but it's enough to think about. My question is, what will Elon Musk take with him if he dies without Islam? I'm not discounting Tesla's efficiency, which today is higher than that of Toyota and BMW. But I'm asking a higher level question that relates to all of us. Do we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Islam and the guidance to it? Actually thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me Islam. And allowed me and guided me to practice it in my life. Not being born in a Muslim home and have an Arabic name. No. That doesn't count. Actually knowing and practicing Islam. I say this a million times. There's no such thing as a non-practicing Muslim. Because Islam is the name of a practice. It's not the name of a theology or a philosophy or a mythology or something. Who is a Muslim? Not the one who knows about Islam. The one who practices Islam. You can know there are, there are many people who are not Muslim and who are great scholars of Islam. Great scholars. Far, far. They, I mean, they know in their little finger, they know a thousand times more than I know. But they do not have Islam. They are not Muslim. We ask Allah to give them Islam, inshallah. The question is not them. The question is us. We have Islam, alhamdulillah. The very fact that you are sitting here in the masjid praying Jum'ah is fact that you have Islam. Did I thank Allah for Islam? Did you thank Allah for Islam? When? How many times? I gave you the example of Elon Musk because wealth and money and Islam are not antithetical or mutually exclusive. It's possible to, to be a billionaire and create a global corporation and still be a practicing Muslim. I sincerely wish there were people like us, um, like that among us, who could replicate and exceed what Elon Musk is doing. And I'm talking about today because there were people like this. I was doing a little bit of research and one of the Sahaba of Rasulullah among the wealthy Sahaba was Abdurrahman ibn Awf and I did a bit of research to see what would Abdurrahman ibn Awf net worth be today, in today's dollar terms. It's very interesting. The net worth of Elon Musk is roughly 269 billion. The net worth of Jeff Bezos is 182 billion. The net worth of Bill Gates is 132 billion. Total of add up those three, you get something in the range of 588 billion. The wealth in gold alone, I'm not saying net worth, wealth in gold alone of Abdurrahman ibn Auf when he passed away in today's terms was 791 billion. Abdurrahman ibn Auf in gold alone had more wealth than Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk and Bill Gates put together and that by a, by a, by a magnitude of over a hundred billion dollars. And that was only gold. He had lands, he had animals, he had all kinds of stuff. We're not counting only gold. Because we have the figure. We have the figure of how many dinar, gold dinar he left and we know the weight of a dinar so we, we can actually calculate the exact amount. Now, another interesting point. I'm sure all of you understand. Ask yourself a question. If Jeff, if uh, Elon Musk sells one single share of Tesla, what will happen to the stock value? 
If the owner, if the country, you can sell, nothing will happen. If Elon Musk sells one single share of Tesla, what will happen? That, that graph is going to travel southwards very, very fast, right? So the wealth of Elon Musk, Bill Gates, whatnot today is notional wealth. It is the wealth of the notional value of their stock. The wealth of Abdurrahman Ibn Auf was gold, hard cash, liquidity. You bite it, you break your teeth. There is a world of difference, a huge, huge world of difference between share certificates and actual gold. Islam is not against all this. The same Abdurrahman Ibn Auf, one day a caravan of his came to Medina, 700 camels, loaded with all, all kinds of things, God knows what it was. There was a huge commotion. Says Aisha Siddiqa, she came out of the house to see what was happening. She asked people what's happening. They said, Ya Umuna, they said, Our mother, this is the caravan of Abdurrahman ibn Auf. And somebody said, He has become Ghani. Says Aisha Siddiqa said, Rasulullah spoke the truth. And she went into a house. Someone went and told Abdurrahman ibn Auf this. They said that Aisha Siddiqa came out, she saw your caravan, she said, Rasulullah spoke the truth. Now at that time there were people the, in the market, they were bargaining and so on, sell me this, sell me that. He said, hold on. This I have to first find out. He went to her house. He said, Salam, he said, Ya Ummana, he said, Oh my mother, tell me, what did Rasulullah say? You, are, you made a comment. What did he say? She said, Rasulullah said, You will enter Jannah crawling. Eh? He didn't say, No, you will not. He is one of the Asharu Mubashara. He is one of the people promised Jannah. She said, Rasulullah said, Abdurrahman ibn Auf will enter Jannah crawling because he will be so exhausted with giving hisab for his wealth. Abdurrahman ibn Afra Dilanu said, Ya Ummana. He said, Oh my mother. Oh our mother. You are my witness. This whole caravan I am giving to the poor in charity. He came back to the market. People said, How much? He said, No, I sold it. He said, Sold it? To who? We are the buyers. He said, No, I have a, I have a buyer. He said, How much? What rate did you get? He said, I got a rate of 1 is to 10. He said, 1,000%, 1 is to 10. Who gives that rate? He said, my buyer gives me that rate. Eh? <laughs> you know the difference between the Sahaba and us? I mean, there are a million differences, but one major one is that they took their deen literally. Eh? They took their deen literally. Allah said, 1 is to 10. They were counting. 1 is to 10 means, 1 is to 10, it's not a philosophy, it's not figuratively speaking. 1 is to 10, 1000%. So what will I do? Invest. Invest. Do I need, should I need somebody to encourage me? Please give charity. If somebody has to encourage me, if I need that encouragement, then there is something wrong with my man. Simple as that. There is something wrong with my iman. Because when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rabbul Alameen, when he said, Man ja'a bil hasanati falahu ashru amthaliha. 
He said, the one who comes with one good deed, I will give him ten likewise. So either we believe Allah or we don't believe Allah. Simple as that. Is there some midway? If you have a midway, teach me. I don't have a midway. Either I believe Allah or I don't believe Allah. If I don't believe Allah, then why am I, why am I sitting here? Let me go do my stuff. If I believe Allah, then why must anyone encourage me to give charity? أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة وسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده my brothers and sisters, Qala Ta'ala, Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-Nabi, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammad kama sallita ala Ibrahima wa ala Ali Ibrahima inna kahamidun majid. Allahumma barik ala Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahima wa ala Ali Ibrahima inna kahamidun majid. My brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the Qur'an. Think of how our lives would be if we did not have the recitation of the Qur'an in it. I'm not talking about guidance and understand, just the recitation. If there was no such thing, if there was no Taraweeh, no Qiyam, if there was no Ramadan. Imagine a life without the sound of the Qur'an. Huh? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the law, the Sharia. With clear guidance about what is right and beneficial and what is not. And a reward in the Akhirah for doing what is any way beneficial for us in this world. Imagine a life without that. Maybe some of us are thinking that it would be a good thing. Not to have the Sharia because then you could do whatever you liked. But ask yourself who is harmed? Who is harmed if you drink alcohol? If you smoke, use tobacco. Take drugs or lie and cheat and deceive people and are unfaithful in your marriages and don't share inheritance and deal in interest and do all sorts of other things, gambling. Who is harmed? Allah or we? Therefore, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us a law that benefits us in this life and then rewarding us for following it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us health. And beauty. He gave us our faculties. He gave us strength, intelligence, energy, wealth, influence, power, authority, friends, supporters, you name it. All are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The question to ask is, what do I use each of them for? My brothers and sisters, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not by saying thank you. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by our actions by ensuring that we never use what Allah Jalla Jalaluhu gave us in a way that is displeasing to him. Let us remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the power to take away what he gave. We see that happening all around us daily. Why do we imagine that it can't happen to us? We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy. Gratitude is the secret of contentment which is the root of happiness. Happiness is not about having more and more. 
it's about appreciating what we have and being thankful for it. Expressing thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to those who make a difference to us in our lives. Qal Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Man azbaha minkum ma'afan fi jasadihi aminan fi sirbihi indahu kutu yawmihi faka'annama hizat lahu dunya. Salama bin Ubaidullah bin Mishha bin Mihsan al-Ansari narrated that his father said Rasulullah said whoever among you wakes up physically healthy feeling safe and secure within himself with food for that day it is as if he has acquired the whole world that is the meaning of contentment contentment is the greatest wealth and that comes from appreciating what we have and expressing gratitude for it and about it often. And Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu anin Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal Laysa al-ghina an kathrati al-ard walakinna al-ghina ghina al-nafs Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu reported in the hadith in Muslim Sharif al-Bukhari that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said wealth is not in having many possessions. Rather, true wealth is being content in your soul, the richness of your soul. Rasulullah used to express gratitude by making sajda, sajda, shukur, sajda of shukr. It's interesting that to make a sajda of shukr, there is no precondition. You do not need to be in wudu. It can be done anywhere. It can be done in any direction. You don't need khibla, you don't need tahara, you don't need anything. Just sajda for shukr. Eh? Just like dua. For dua there are no conditions. You can ask Allah anytime. Tahara, no tahara, any direction. Sitting, standing, lying down, any way. Both are the spontaneous connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla And therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not put any conditions on it. You want to thank Allah, thank Allah. Khalas. You don't have to go into the masjid and make wudu. Do all that, no problem with that. It's not as if it is prohibited to make wudu, no. But if I am I'm, if I am somewhere, I don't, I don't have wudu, I don't know which direction is the qibla, I want to thank my, Allah, my Rabb Jalla Jalalu, I want to make sujood, Allah said, do it. Do it. Finally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warned us not to be ungrateful and he said that most people are ungrateful. Let us heed that warning and make istighfar and repent and change ourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَلَقَدْ مَكَّنَّاكُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَجَعَلْنَا لَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا عَيْشَا قَلِيلًا مَا تَشْكُرُونَ In Surah Al-Araf Allah said, Surely we gave you authority on the earth and appointed for you therein provisions for your life. Little thanks do you give. And he said in Surah Al-Mu'minun, وَهُوَ الَّذِي أَنْشَأَ لَكُمُ السَّمْعَ وَلَا بِصَارَ وَلَا أَفْعِدَةِ قَلِيلًا مَا تَشْكُرُونَ He said it is he, Jalla Jalalhu, who created for you hearing and sight and hearts for understanding. Little thanks do you give. In Surah Al-Sajdah, Allah said, سُمَّ سَوَّهُ وَنَفَخَ فِيهِ مِنْ رُوحِهِ وَجَعَلَ لَكُمُ السَّمْعَ وَلَا بِصَارَ وَلَا أَفْعِدَةِ قَلِيلًا مَا تَشْكُرُونَ and breathed into him the soul that he created for him. And he gave you hearing and sight and hearts. Little is the thanks you give. And then he said in Surah Al-Mulk, 
قل هو الذي انشاكم وجعل لكم السمع والابصار والافئده قليلا ما تشكرون هي سيد سي ات از هي جل جلاله هو كرييتد يو اند انداود يو وذ هيرينج اند سيينج اند هارتس ليتل ثانكس دو يو جيف ان كونكلوجن وان بيوتيفول ستوري فروم ذا سيره عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه واز واكينج ان ذا ماركت اند هي باس باي ا مان هو واز ميكينج دعاء اند هي سيد او الله ميك مي among your few slaves make me among the few slaves so the number stopped him stopped there he asked him where did you get the dua from where did you get this dua from the man said allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in his book i'malu ala da'uda shukra wa qalilun min ibadi ash-shukur allah said work you o family of daud with thanks but few of my slaves are grateful sayyidina umar radhiyallahu wept and he admonished himself and he said the people are more knowledgeable than you ya umar and he said oh allah make me among the few of your slaves ibn al qayyim al jawzi rahmatullahi said go on the path of truth and do not feel lonely because there are few who took, who take that path and beware of the path of falsehood and do not be deceived by the greatness the number and the wealth of the perishers of the people who are misguided let's ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among the few of his slaves jalla jalalu it's very interesting to note that in the world virtue excellence intelligence integrity kindness honor are all scarce the struggle is to try our best to change this and have many more who have such qualities and that begins by ourselves and by our by training our children and those in our influence in this way now brothers and sisters we need to correct ourselves and we need to ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin rabbana atina fid dunya hasanatan wa fil akhirati hasanatan wa qina adhaban nar we have a request for dua of uh, our brother muhammad akram we made dua for him last friday today this friday he passed away in pakistan we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allahumma aghfir lahu warhamhu wa afihi wa afu anhu واكرم نزله ووسع مدخله واغسله بالماء والثلج والبرد ونقيه من قطايا كما نقيت الثوب الابيض من الدنس والله بيعسك الله سبحانه وتعالى تو فري هيم فروم فروم جهنم تو فري هيم فروم ذا عذاب القبر بيعسك الله سبحانه وتعالى تو ميك هيز قبر فروم ذا فروم ذا جاردنز اوف ذا جاردنز اوف جنه اند بيعسك الله سبحانه وتعالى تو فيل هيز قبر وذ نور and to be pleased with him and never to be displeased rabbana faghfir lana dhunubana wa kaffir anna sayyi'atina wa tawaffir anna ala al-murad amin ya rabbal alamin ya ibadallah rahimakumullah inna allaha ya'muru bil-adli wal-ihsan wa ita'i dhul-qurba wa yanha 'anil fahsha'i wal-munkari wal-baghy ya'izukum la'allakum tadhakkarun udhkurullaha yadhkurkum udhu yastajib lakum wal-dhikrullahi akbar wallahu ya'lamu ma tasna'un aqimus salah